Hey friends, it's your host, Joanna Whaley here. In the last few months, I have had the incredible honor of sitting across from so many people in the LGBTQ community who are out or who are in the closet, and they're trying to navigate life with faith and their queer identity. There aren't many people dealing directly with people experiencing this, so I decided I would step into that gap and offer some spiritual care to these folks. As you know, it is time-consuming, and you can help kind of subsidize that work by going to www.joannawhaley.com slash donate, and it directly funds the work of LGBTQ inclusion and faith. Today, we're talking about who's against us. It was May of 2022 when I drove to my uncle's cabin in New Hampshire. And I had talked to my uncle previously before this moment, and I said, I'm looking for a place to just begin my gender transition. I need somewhere peaceful. And my uncle offered up his cottage in the woods of New Hampshire. Beautiful place. And I just peacefully began my transition. I had this kind of beautiful moment, and I don't talk about this often. It was a very personal, spiritual experience, but it was a Friday evening, and I decided that I was going to drive on Friday and I was going to buy all my clothes for the next day. I was going to buy my first outfit as a woman. And so what I did was I bought one outfit and I brought all of my boy clothes to this cottage and I started a fire, a little bonfire at night. And I told myself at midnight that night, that was when I was going to officially begin my transition. So what I did is I lit that fire and one by one, I started throwing my boy clothes in the fire. And what I was doing in this moment was I was praying and I was thanking God for the moments that I had in those clothes and how they helped me get through the last 30 something years of my life. It was a profoundly spiritual evening and I went to bed and I woke up the next day and I started living my life as Joanna. Now that morning I kind of had a plan. I, I made my coffee I got cozy on the couch and I typed up my coming out speech. And honestly, I, I didn't think anything of it. I, I typed the thing out and I, I was just, I was ready for the world to know. I was just ready for people to see it. But what I wasn't prepared for 
was what was to come. I, I released the posts and what I said to the world was basically I, I was reintroducing myself to everyone that I had known as me. And the responses were were something else. Here's what I typed on that May morning, May 6, 2022. It said, allow me to reintroduce myself. Over the past 34 years of my life, I lived with gender dysphoria. It's a condition where your internal gender identity does not align with your sex assigned at birth. I have run from it for most of my life and I did my very best to hide my true inward feelings from the world. When I became a Christian, I I was taught that being LGBTQ is basically like riding a one-way train to hell. I was encouraged to see a biblical counselor and that was my first of many rounds of conversion therapy that tried to change my gender identity. Over the years, I came to realize that hiding from this truth was just a recipe for disaster. And I have come to realize that Jesus loves me and he loves all of me. While coming out as a transgender woman has had its challenges and heartaches, I'm ready to start a fresh life. I'm ready to give my three beautiful children the best version of me and to be a catalyst for change in the church. I wrote this and I introduced myself with my new name and it it got some some nice comments in the beginning, but then all of a sudden, my Christian brothers and sisters began to say some of the most hurtful and most dehumanizing things you could possibly think. These are people that I pastored over the years. These are people that I, I, I walked through some of the darkest moments of life with them. And now all of a sudden I became inhuman to many of the people that once said they loved me. I came out on social media. Sure. People can say, well, you wanted the world. You were opening yourself up for the world's opinions when you do it. And you see, uh, in, ni- in the 1840s, there was this thing called the Penny Press that was created. And, and it started a, a mass circulation of newspapers in American society. And, and it would sensationalize crime stories. And it would run like exposés on officials and their conduct. But the key word here is sensationalize. As media in our culture expands, there's more room for misinterpretation and misinformation. And it directly relates to how LGBTQ people are treated in certain news outlets. 
You see, uh, there in the early 1800s as well, there was this massive distribution of gospel tracts that were being distributed all over the United States. And they got their origination from this concept of, of someone named John Winthrop, who, uh, who warned in the early days of Puritan Massachusetts that settlers from the West and immigrants were going to erode self-control in America. And it was understood that by the American Bible Society and early Christian believers in the U.S. uh, that self-control was the only way to avoid the anarchy of complete liberty. This This is what was being taught. And we look forward to today when those whom I have loved spiritually over the years began to hold tight to this idea that freedom is worth fighting for, that freedom in this country which I live in, America, is like the greatest thing we could attain and and desire to fight for. But when that freedom is exercised, in, in the way that we, that appears to our, our religious systems as not having control or self-control, that's when it starts to get ugly. Here's my argument today. Coming out, being honest, is not about a lack of self-control. It is about taking control. It is about taking control of your spirit. It is about taking control of your life. And it is about saying, I can't hide behind the mask anymore. So many times I've sang songs on stage, like who's against me? Who, who could be against me? With thousands of people raising their hands and tears in their eyes. Oh God, who could be against me? And the whole time I was leading these people in worship, it was the very people looking back at me on the stage who have been the most viciously against me and those of us in the queer community. In the mid-1930s, there was this radio uh, priest named Father Charles Colin, and he had millions of listeners who would regularly just attack society over the airwaves. He would vocally and loudly uh, start to rail against the political figures of his time, and there would be echoes of support for anti-Semitism and European fascism that would that was rising in Nazi Germany. Like this was the backdrop of a priest speaking over the airwaves and over the 1940s, this just influence of religious opposition to human beings in which it fights for rose. The faith and the figure of the faith that I fell in love with, this divine, beautiful love 
that I initially fell in love with, somehow has been used as a weapon against the very people it has been attempting to reach. It just has not been getting better. In the Christian Bible, there's this book called Acts. Acts chapter 10, verse 15, it says, The voice spoke to him a second time and says, Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. As a preacher, as a pastor, I preached honesty and truthfulness and sincerity. My coming out process, my friends that I know, those that I work with day in and day out, their coming out process is a process of becoming pure. It isn't about being some sort of deviant, it's about being pure and not having secrets and being clean. Yet the loudest voices of opposition to our very existence has been has been Christianity. My hope and prayer is if there's someone listening today who is a Christian, first of all, I want you to know that I love you. And I want you to know that this doesn't have to be the history of Christianity anymore. We don't have to read about Christian opposition in history books anymore. We could change the narrative. We could change it now. But let's learn from where we've been and stop the hate and start to love again. Today's show has been a production of Whaley Media. And I want to invite you, if you're somebody who needs support, reach out at www.joannawhaley.com. We'll see you next week when we start a whole new series of shows. Shows.